The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 23rd chapter. And there followed Jesus a great multitude of people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him, and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said to him, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. In her autobiography, St. Teresa of Avila describes a vision that plunged her into hell. The place, she said, that the devils had prepared for her and that she deserved because of her sins. The entrance was very long and very low, and dark and narrow. The ground was filthy and muddy and evil-smelling, and covered with wicked-looking reptiles. At the end of the tunnel, there was a hollow place scooped out of the wall, like a cupboard where she was confined. But all of that, she said, was pleasant compared with the pain burning in her soul from knowing that she would be confined there forever in the blackest darkness with no light. So hell is the place where love dies. Jesus is on his way to hell today. 
As he drags his cross toward the place called the skull, the tunnel is narrowing. The mourning and the weeping and the nailing and the scoffing and especially the temptation to abandon his work as the Messiah. The temptation to come down from the cross and save himself. To recover from his wounds and to live a normal life. But not a life for the life of the world. That temptation is closing in on him. This long walk to the skull is his very last chance to call it quits before he finds himself sinking into that evil-smelling mud and menaced by those wicked-looking reptiles and stuffed into a hole in the wall and suffocated by never-ending darkness. But no, Jesus does not quit. Though he's innocent, and all of this is unjust and undeserved, he stays where they nailed him. He stays there for love. He stays there for each one of you. So the cross is the place where love lives on. Heaven and hell, fall and redemption, sin and grace, death and resurrection. This is a story that our world has abandoned now, but that does not make it false. Our Lord is an undaunted storyteller, and our little imaginations are not the limit of his narrative because unlike our empty promises, our Lord's words do what they say. His words create reality. Let there be light, Genesis 1-3. And there was light. And since then, God's story of light and love and paradise has never stopped. So every year about this time, on this last Sunday of the church year, also celebrated as Christ the King Sunday, we tell the most important part of this story again, the story of our King, Jesus the Christ, on the cross, in our place, atoning for us, and we tell it because it's still true. We live in a world tucked in between heaven and hell, with good and evil tugging at our souls. And right now it does feel like the tunnel is collapsing in on us, after all, as St. Teresa reminds us, the defining characteristic of hell is not heat, but hate. And hate has certainly seized our world by the throat. 
But the greater horror is this. At precisely the time when our world needs Christ most, we know Christ least. Because we are so secular and so self-worshipping and so self-assured. Like the thief on the cross who curses Christ. You idiot! Save yourself and save us. Save us by coming down from the cross. Our world is quite sure that less of the cross and more of our own story, more of our own power, more of our own ways, even more hate, will suddenly yield less hellish results. So one reason to have a last Sunday of the church year is to disagree. To say, more hate will not help us. And more us, more of our story, will only mean more hell. After all, hell is that place where we get our way forever which makes it an awful place because getting our way and living out our story the way we want as our own lords and kings chooses against Jesus and his eternal story against his life and his love and his light against his cross the very thing that will be touched to us again today in his word and sacraments. The only thing that leads us back to paradise. Choosing against Jesus' story not only means being wrong, but being ravaged without end. Of course, that is not what our Lord wants. And that is not why Jesus came to us. What God wants most is to have all his children home again. What God wants most is you. And the story of the cross is this simple. God loves you so that God would rather die than hold your sins against you. There is one thing the world gets right. On the cross, Jesus really is a thief among thieves. Because on the cross, Jesus steals you back from Satan. Jesus, remember me. Jesus, tend me. Jesus, embrace me. Jesus, take me with you into your kingdom means that Jesus does not just take your place on the cross dying for your sins. Jesus also takes your place in hell, plugging your hole in the wall. So now there is no place for you there. And when Jesus rises and returns here in every liturgy, and Jesus remembers you at every Eucharist as his own in his church, 
as one touched by his words and his name and his body and his blood, then his story becomes your story as he turns you around and walks you away from your sins, away from the skull and toward holiness and back to paradise. As you leave this church here to start the next, do let his love and his light have its way with you all the way home to heaven. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.